0: Cafe, anyway. Mike's here. Cafe anyway. Mike's Daily Podcast. Welcome to the last place on earth, somewhere in Podcast Drove Valley, and Cafe Anyway. Hello Spring. Spring is here. Mike's Daily Podcast. Spring has sprung, so it's time for Mike to sing to you and to everyone about the wonder that is spring and Christmas is the birth of the sun, but that's not this time of year. It's a different time of year, so I fear that my little singing was a little bit out of there and austere and sheer. Mike's Daily Podcast. Crazy. Crazy that's not neither here nor there hey there's a cat on my lap Mike's again Daily. Rocky the cat podcast hey Rocky yeah it's FF episode 2,579 2579 Mike Matthews is my name and I have been enjoying all of the calls and the emails I've been getting. If you would like to email me, it's mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. And if you would like to call me, it is 510, because that's where I am in the East Bay Area of the Bay Area, 510 228 4640, that's 510228. 4640. No, I'm not gonna talk like this the rest of the show. Well, more layoffs in the tech industry, more, more people without a job, more, more people not making oh upwards of two hundred thousand dollars a year, more. So nine thousand more workers were laid off by Amazon. That's in addition to the 18,000 cuts they did earlier this year. They've been cutting, clipping away. It's been a barbershop of jobs. People's really exorbitant pay jobs are getting cut left and right by the barbers of the tech industry. Thank you so much for that haircut. And here's today's podcast. It's of my new haircut No I'm not Should I do that picture? I'm either gonna do a picture of me <laughs> Cause it's a podcast about me Well my name's in it anyway It's not really about me Specifically Or it'll be a picture from Hayward Of the beautiful this, I pass by this beautiful little landscape Every day And lately it's gotten so green And pastoral and nice with the barn And I really uh, that's, I like this picture Maybe I'll do this one Whatever it is See it at Mike's Daily Podcast.com. The Late Great Bowser, the Boxer and I Actually walked In this area It's called The Garen Trail And he and I Walked on that Years and years ago Gosh Maybe ten years ago And it was a, such a fun day Walking along With my dog did I tell you I saw another boxer lately? The boxer's name was Fraser. Uh the guy that um fought Ali cuz apparently you got to name your boxer after a boxer. So I d- I didn't name my boxer after a boxer. His name was just Basil cuz it was a fun name and he he looked like a Basil. But my cat has a name of a boxer, Rocky, so I don't get what happened there. I guess I'm a little late. I was supposed to name the dog that, and the cat maybe could be named Basil, but that didn't happen. But Microsoft is using OpenAI to make it easier for doctors to take notes. And you know, doctors, when they take notes, they do that scribble that you can't read. So maybe, maybe that's the, the issue. Told um, I am trying to see now If Because I have The chat Make it do But apparently, Chat GBT There we go But it's not letting me do it Apparently I can Like record This whole podcast Or have it written down Transcribed Is what I'm trying to say And have it transcribed And then it would Then be you could read it As if that was Any kind of Thing But I just tried to open Microsoft Edge And it's leading me to Oh It's giving me a beautiful
1: they We're so glad you're here Welcome to Microsoft
0: 365 Create, organize, and collaborate All in one place for free Microsoft 365 It's all free <laughs> It's got intuit... You can intuitively organize your content your way. And then, of course, they try and have you do the premium. And you can... They got some things they can actually... Teach you. The front panel will close automatically. Okay. Please remain well, seated. I can't get to apparently what I was thinking. I could get to here. You're a very rude person. The way you treat Sarah Huckabee is horrible, and the way you treat other people are horrible. You shouldn't treat people that way. Well, I, press, pre- I, I pressed the wrong icon. We live in a world of icons. Have you known that? I guess we have for a while. Humans are very icon-driven. It's all about image. It's all about ooh, what do you look like? So let's see if um, this allows me to do this. As we go outside a cafe anyway, we're bringing you Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcastro Valley, the last place on earth. Anyway. And I don't think it can because I'm using the microphone and recording it at the same time here. Uh, And yeah, all right. So that's what I've learned. And you've learned with me simultaneously What Microsoft is doing We're outside a cafe anyway Somewhere in Podcastro Valley The last place on earth So apparently Americans' total credit card balances Have spiked to $930 billion We continue to be impacted by both High inflation and interest rate hikes And credit card balances just ended the year with $930 billion, this marks an 18.5% increase over what 2021 had when balances were sitting at $785 billion. So it just continues to go up. The average generation owes. They owe. They owe. So off the work they go. Try and pay off all this debt. Generation Z on average owes almost three thousand dollars Millennials owe on average almost six thousand dollars Gen X Gen X known as the sandwich generation which means they are more likely to be supporting both their children and aging parents they owe seven thousand dollars and baby boomers they're a little bit less six thousand seven hundred eighty five dollars. So just what experts say, the best way to get rid of your credit card debt is negotiate with your creditors, consolidate your debt, switch to a balance transfer credit card, or just bring in a a professional to help you and try and work it all out. But I've never been the best negotiator, so I don't know about the first tip there. I try to avoid debt like the plague. I am debt averse. I am like any if I can pay that off, now I'm gonna do it. And I've been trying to do that my whole life. And I've been lucky at it, but I know some people aren't so lucky. I know someone who got into so much debt they just finally said that's it, and they got rid of all their credit cards. They paid them all off, got rid of the credit cards, and then went to a debit card, which is not always the best idea because if that gets hacked, then all kinds of issues can happen. And you can, uh, you know, they got instant access to your money. Real quick thing here: someone I know is a huge Taylor Swift fan, and they wrote this up. Her 2023 tour, she is not a billionaire yet, but the tour this year that she does could make her a billionaire. She's always been a very money-savvy person. I think her dad is a money manager of some sort. But you know she is a 12 time Grammy winner She broke into the music scene In 2006 with the song Tim McGraw And you play Tim McGraw Think about me And I remember her performing that At a stage At an outdoor event We were doing when I was at the country station In 2006 And There was barely anybody there I ended up Talking to her mom During her whole performance So I didn't really get to see it But Yes Taylor Swift And there was a picture of me somewhere With her When she had the curly hair I don't know where that picture went I'm kind of glad it disappeared Because That looked kind of weird with me <laughs> Being decades older than her Standing next to Taylor Swift But I I know She has had her picture taken With so many people She in the early years of her career She was very accessible And her fans got to get lots of pictures with her She was the highest paid female entertainer of 2022 She made $92 million that year Combined income streams from physical record sales Streaming on platforms Like Spotify Digital downloads Didn't she not want her stuff streaming on Or she didn't want her stuff on iTunes for the longest time Digital downloads, licensing, they make up most of her money. And 70% of Swift's 2022 earnings can be attributed to her back catalog of music. All the stuff she had done previously. And she's kicking off her tour. Or she did last week, actually. Making 52 stops. So she has sold 51 million albums. Oh, what she made 137... Point five million dollars in the United States alone off of her singles. I th- as I read this, if that's correct, music in her new era when she joined Republic Records, she made fourteen million just from the sister albums that she did. Remember, she redid Folklore, or no, wait, she did two album albums that were connected, Folklore and Evermore, and she wrote a lot of those songs. With the guy, I can't think of his name now But he was the writer and the singer for the band called The National So she's willing to collaborate with a lot of different people and artists Uh, In touring, this tour will hit the $1 billion ticket sales mark Private concerts get at least $1 million per night So she does those And you gotta fork out a million bucks And then she's got merchandise. She's got endorsements. And then she's got some kind of perfume. And she was paid $26 million for doing the Diet Coke commercials. Plus, let's see. Some of her sponsors for her tours have included Papa John's. Qantas Airlines. Walgreens. American Greeting Cards. Wow. AT&T, Activision, Capital One, CoverGirl, DirecTV, Macy's, Sony, Starbucks, Toyota. The City of New York sponsored her. Comcast and Verizon have sponsored her. American Express, Target, UPS, and Air Asia have all sponsored her. She has been in movies. Uh, there was the Cats movie. That was a mega flop, but she got $3, billion, uh, $3 million to do that. $3 million to dress up as a cat and be all weird and freaky looking. And of course, you know the main criticism of Cats about a particular uh, anatomical design of Cats that was put into all the costumes. That was like, yeesh, why did you go that far? An episode of CSI crime scene investigation she was in she was in the movie The Giver The Lorax And wasn't she in that Valentine's Day one Or the Remember there, there was Those movies that were All themed around A particular holiday It was either New Year's Day Or Valentine's Day It definitely wasn't Groundhog's Day And then she's done Fashion uh, She was with Keds the, the shoes LEI And Stella McCartney She worked with And she has At least 81 million dollars In real estate She has spent that much That's pretty thorough What I just said Thank you to Rob Black For pulling all that information Okay And if you want to hear Some amazing artists That may rival Taylor Swift Who are up and coming And want to someday Be as big as her Everyone's got to start somewhere I featured some Brand new music In the segment The Mike Matthews New Tunes Feud And I did that Two podcasts ago It was FF episode 2,576 2576 It was called Green And I did that Nope Nope That's wrong Sorry It was the one Chicory (laughs) 2,577 2577 2577 Finally, I would like to read this little bit for you In this money world of which we are talking about today Somebody wrote this commentary Vanguard, one of the two largest money management companies in America Shocked the industry recently When they announced its withdrawal from an anti-fossil fuels industry alliance They withdrew from an anti-fossil fuel industry alliance. The CEO, Tim Buckley, not only defended that move, but went on to say that Vanguard's research shows no benefit to ESG investing. That stands for environmentally something, something. It's, it's, uh, environmental social governance. A framework that helps stakeholders understand how an organization is managing risk and opportunities related to environment, social, and governance criteria. There we go. It takes the holistic view that sustainability extends to other things. Extends beyond just environmental issues. Okay. So, Vanguard's research showed that there was no benefit to that. And investment firms should basically stay out of politics and let boards of directors govern in the interest of their shareholders, not hot button political issues. This writer says it's been a terrible year for environmentally environmental social governance and politicized capital. Anybody into the politicized using hot political button issues? It's been a terrible year for those companies. BlackRock's been getting fired uh, been getting fired by red state pension managers. Left wing proposals are getting voted down. And now one of the most prestigious names in finance is shifting its rhetoric. And is shifting. So the shift in rhetoric alone is a big win, this writer says, for advocates of the separation of investment and politics. Says okay So that's a very interesting thing to say Investment in politics should be separated Let's see what else should be separated from politics Mm, Religion Church lady Dana Carvey If you watch this one Kevin Nealon It's called Hiking with Kevin That thing he does on YouTube He's He's been doing it for five years It's so fun to watch because when people are walking together and hiking and getting exercise and breathing in all this oxygen they say things that are pretty profound and interesting and uh <laughs> he's walking with let's see it's oh Fred Armison and they're they're in Griffith Park they're in Southern California near the Griffith Park observatory and Greek theater and all that and they're walking along in the hills and the hills are dusty and dry even Even this, which was done fairly recently It's a little bit greener down there But they're walking along And suddenly Kevin Eland goes Oh my gosh, there's Dana Carvey And Dana Carvey's jogging along on the trail And they start to talk And Fred Armisen says You know, the character I do On Saturday Night Live for the Californians Mike, what are you doing here? That was all based on the way Dana Carvey was imitating his own son so Dana was talking to Fred and they were in San Francisco before some comedy event. And Dana says, oh, my son, he says to Fred Armisen, let me tell you about my son. He, he's, he's like, dad, I don't want to do that. And it was fascinating. And Dana Carvey said, you know, to Fred, how long did it take you before you got calm and adjusted to working at Saturday Night Live? Because you were on Saturday Night Live for so many years. And Dana Carvey said it took him about four years to finally calm down and not feel sick to his stomach every show. And Fred said, I forget what he said. I want to say he said around the same amount of time. To find out, you should check out that podcast because it's fascinating, those guys. And Dana Carvey, he really took, he said, once I came up with Church Lady and that was early on, I got super popular and maybe some of the younger people listening are going, church who? Well, it was a thing back in the early 90s. And my mom loved that skit so much. But we're outside a cafe anyway somewhere in Pod Castro Valley. There's some people we got to visit with that did not take off and become really popular like Church Lady. But we love them just the same. Look who's here. ha it's Benita, the rodeo queen. How you it! I got my horse standing right here. <laughs> oh, ha. Oh. Wow, Nilly is bumping into me and my microphone. That's too bad, because that made that sound. <sighs> yes, all right, I'll ask him. Why the long face? All right, look who else is here. It's a disgruntled fiddle player, tell you what. what. That is the oldest joke in the whole world. Why'd you have to bring it up? I think I haven't said that joke in a while, so... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, BlackRock, they gotta take off and they better not touch my pension. Tell you what. What? The thing I just said about BlackRock. Okay. Let's see. Politics. I think that's really rich. Politics uh, in, uh, and in, should stay out of... Or whatever should stay out of politics. It's and then and, and then people they don't notice the Well you got my point. Look who else is here. Hello Mike I'm making this root beer. Right now. Have some right now. Why are you okay? Yeah, I'm alright. I'm a little thirsty. I might drink that root beer. Hey, you just stole my root beer. Yeah, it's good. Drink it right now, I'll not you. I'm not gonna drink the root beer that you just drank. What What's going on? I will not be forced to draw I'll have a little sip. well, wait a minute we're still in the uh, what's a, we're in the endemic world now instead of the pandemic world yeah maybe I'll forego that you'll just have to try and cut me. Oh, he left good okay well, this show is short it's not forty nine minutes like the last show, and the show before that was something like forty five We're going to keep it short and sweet today and brevity is the soul of wit and all that. Hey, thank you for listening. Tell all your friends and you can chime in and tell me what you think about anything we covered today. 510-228-4640. And with ways to email me, here's A-Frame. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.